0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Inside the Comedy Institute, where we discuss comedy as it stands, as it was, as it lives, and as it breathes right now. I'm very excited this time around to have with us Mr. Josh Nasser, a hilarious comic who I've known and worked with for over a decade and a half. And uh, and as we know, you know, one of the toughest things is that you know, stand-up comedy is kind of like being a painter in a world of graphic designers. Uh, the, <laughs> the it's the old analog art craft that we all love, but but, you know, the technology side of it has become a huge part of developing your audience, expanding your fan base and being able to get out there and actually do roadwork. So I'm happy to have with me today, Mr. Josh Nasser, who uh, you you've uh, you're someone who has managed to embrace the technology and seen a real difference in your career. So let's just let's just start at the very beginning, Josh. And how, I mean, we've known each other 16, 17 years now. Uh, how long have you been doing stand-up?
1: I started stand-up on and off, 1996, maybe. I mean, I used to carpool to improv class with Jimmy Fallon.
0: Like, wow, that's how long, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We
1: used to go to the Groundlings. And then I was doing it, and then I wasn't doing it, and then I had a company, and then, uh, up- I don't know, 15 years ago, I started focusing on it, really, really focusing on it. And, you know, I've been booking stuff, able to make a living. Um, but up until recently, it's just been grinding away, grinding away. And now I'm uh, lucky enough with the social media to be able to do a little bit more of what I want. And you had TV
0: gigs along the way, too. It's not like you did it.
1: Oh, you- no. I hosted a show for Discovery Networks. I was on a show called Sons of Anarchy. I had a show on MTV. I, was on a, I hosted my own show on ESPN. So I did these things, but you know, um, a lot of these shows, um, I'll film 40 episodes and it runs for 10 years, you know? Right. right. So it's not like you get paid residuals on all this.
0: Right. But, and yet, despite all that exposure, I know this too, because there's the same thing for the shows that I've done, uh, for like true TV that world's dumbest stuff, it's still airing right now, but a lot of it doesn't actually add up to being the break that you need to go on to that next level. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, the break is just when you have when you can dictate people coming out to your shows, you know, Kevin Hart puts out a tweet and per better example. Dave, I heard this. I don't know if it's true or not. Dave Chappelle was on a street corner in Seattle, had a little speaker box, started talking and thousands of people showed up. Yeah. When you can dictate and have people come out and, and it's very symbiotic. They're happy. You're happy. Everybody's chill. That's success to me.
0: It really is the difference. I mean, that's the. Thing. There are there are two classes of comedians, really. And that's there's comedians that are a draw, and then there's the rest of us. And the draw is usually you're a fa- you're famous for something, so people want to see you. And it really has anything to do with your ability on stage. So many great comedians aren't really a draw. I call us the working class comics. In other words, they know that this club is hiring professional comedians so that it's going to be a good show, but they're not going there specifically to see that guy necessarily. They're going to that club and trusting that they've booked a professional comedian. And I would
1: say inversely, though, at least 90 to 99, 95, 97% of the people who are famous doing stand-up are pretty darn good at
0: it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Most, Most of them... Most of them really earned it. Most of them yeah. came at a point where they, you know, when it happened for them, they were more than ready for the opportunity. And then there's some that are really kind of were already famous for something else, and then decided, oh, guess what? I'm a comedian, and it isn't really quite the same journey when you approach it that way. And for- at the end of the day,
1: none of it matters. We're all going to die, so I'm not worried about. What- <laughs> I'm not worried about what they're doing. However, they go, oh, absolutely for them.
0: I don't care. No. I don't I never care. Be, exactly I don't begrudge them that either. It's like, listen, if I was famous, that's the way it goes, you know, and but for me, I wanted the art before, you know, to lead to the fame to the Palace of Gold and not the other way around. So now would you say that 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 TikTok has changed your career after doing this and being great at it, being a great comedian, being hilarious, rocking stages for you know, 20 years. Do you feel that TikTok has, has, has been the thing that really changed your career?
1: Not yet, um, because it's not just TikTok. It's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, at the point right now, I can definitely sell some tickets wherever I go, but I'm not doing theaters. Right. Theaters, is, you know, when you're doing two and 3,000 seats, that's great. I don't want to do seven shows with 150 people each show maybe come to see me, maybe don't, that's not my goal. I don't wanna be that guy who's in Wichita on a random Sunday. I yeah. really, really am working to be able to do a, an event. I wanna sure, do an to event. be a
0: draw, to be a big time
1: draw. Yeah, I wanna be a draw. And, and, and also for that, the experience for them is dope. When you come out, I mean, you, it, it, I'm looking at the big comics, the guys that go out and really do it. And people, they get dressed up, they're excited. It's a big thing, it's dope. You know, like the big comics that draw, that to me seems really, really fun. Do you think you're more of a draw than you were before? 150%. 150%. The fact that I, you know, I have 2.6 million on TikTok, 163,000 on Instagram, and 460,000 or 470 on Facebook. Um, Now, what
0: were those numbers like before you really started gaining traction on TikTok?
1: So in the last 90 days... Um, I have had on Instagram, I've gained 117,238 followers. I know this down to the, uh, the penny. exact numbers. Yeah. Um, I do know that on Facebook, on my fan page, I had 9,300. It was dormant on December 7th of 2000. I'm posting, I get three likes. So yeah. I went from 9,000 and approximately, you know, eight weeks to 470,000. Um, TikTok, I started December 5th, uh, 15th, 2020. And it's now whatever we're at right now. So 15 months later.
0: Now, when you started on TikTok, did you start it with the intention? You know what? I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to, this is where it's going right now. I've seen these trends before. Identify, or is it one of those things that you started kind of dabbling with it and then maybe it began to work for you and you began to see potential in it?
1: Uh, I was sitting in my um, carport in my old apartment building. And you know you have those. Some people call them God shots or light shots or whatever. You're like, ooh, I really remember this epiphany. I remember sitting there and I remember I remember the head movement too. I think I might have said this to you. Look to the left and I go, I'm either going to be a success, a success during this shutdown. I'm either going to be a success, and I look to the right, or I'm going to be a failure. And something in me goes, no, I'm going to be a success, and I move my head back to the left. I remember that moment. I didn't yeah. know what it was. And when I tell you I would drive up and down the same street for eight hours to get my shot, I would shoot a video, six, seven hours, pull over on a side street, some random street in LA, edit the video on my laptop, upload it, start watching it gain to 100, 200, 300, 300,000 followers. While it's going to a million, I'm back on the street filming another video. So I would film three videos a day for a year and I didn't stop. And then I was up until 2.30 or 3 in the morning and back up at 8 in the morning editing and then posting by 10.45 a.m. I mean, it was, that's all that I do.
0: But yeah. yeah. And, and, and I remember when this happened, I remember we were talking about this and I was so jealous because you had solved so many problems with the pandemic in that you were getting out of the house and you were creating content and you were having fun. and yeah. and, and that was really the challenge of the pandemic was how can I get out of my house safely? How can I create content? safely and how can I have a little fun doing it and you managed to do it all at the same time and I was like this yeah. is just brilliant and you were interacting with people which was another thing that we were all craving and missing so much during the pandemic and you were you managed to find this this formula to do it all and and it wasn't and here's the other thing that I find uh incredibly Greg um, just lost your picture sorry sorry uh I got someone's calling me um Here's the other thing that I found incredibly interesting about it was um, that it wasn't just posting crowd work. It wasn't just posting stand-up material. You created something new. You created something now. Now people are are, are hacking it and they're they're duplicating really. it, but it's not really the same thing. That's what no. I heard. Someone told me that other people are doing other car videos now too. I haven't seen that much of it either. For me, you're that you created. Now, that idea, tell me about how you, so now you're like, I'm going to be a success. You see TikTok and you, where does the idea come from? Not to do stand up on it, but to say, I'm going to create X kind of videos. Where did this idea come from? And of course it took the balls to do it. Uh, When I was 18 years old, I was um,
1: filming videos and sending them into MTV when I was 20 years old, when I was 25 years old. When I was 28, I was filming videos and sending them in to networks to try to be on TV. I was actually on a TV show called Buzzkill on oh, MTV. Oh, I remember
0: that show, yes.
1: Yeah, and they buzzkilled me to the point where we almost tried to sue MTV. Um, they told me it was an audition. I had hit the cameras, and they made me look really, really bad. And then they posted. Oh, fuck. It. Yeah, John Miller, if you're out there, fuck you. Fuck you, John Miller. Like, that's, that's a person that really was hurt yeah. for no reason. Um, but I, but I, See, that is I don't really
0: remember the content of the show i just remember the title yeah so, but it, was, remember, it was a prank uh,
1: show it was a prank show it was all i thought it was very very fun uh, and they brought me on and they buzz killed me and i was my feelings were really really hurt but i go i'm gonna keep going that that's negativity and i'm gonna keep going and i remember yeah. being real I, I remember being angry at that guy and going why would you do that to me like yeah. you know um, yeah and they didn't make me look good but I just kept doing it and doing it. And then, um, I mean, I've always been doing this as a kid, you know, just silly acting out stuff. Um, and then um, I just started getting hidden cameras and I started driving out of my car and doing it. And that was it. Yeah.
0: So you just had an idea and you followed it and it turned out to be the thing. You know, it's interesting you say that about the show. Like, I don't think anybody has a career in the arts without some, some seriously painful bumps in the road.
1: It was really hurtful. I mean, I remember I had 50 of my friends over my little apartment, you know, it was all full and they had the premiere of the show and then they they basically pranked me as a guy auditioning and everybody just kind of walked out slowly. It was like, oh. Oh. it was really, really, it was hurtful. And, there was, oh. and they didn't let me in on it. They didn't say, hey, by the way, at the end, they didn't do anything. They edited and aired it. And I go, that's not nice. Yeah, I remember Jesus. that.
0: Well, yeah. you know, and I say this a lot and comedians, we deal with this a lot and I've I, I I've dealt with it firsthand as well. I always say, you know, cause comics are always like, do you think I should try out for this show? Do you think I should try out for that show? And I say, just remember when you fuck with reality TV, reality TV fucks with you back. And yeah. that's the risk you're running. Yes. You see these shows where one guy every year becomes the celebrated comedian from it. But for every one of those, there's 40 that they're going to try to make look stupid and that's their formula. You're either the one they're gonna celebrate or you're on the losing team. That's and, what happened to me, but I, but and, I kept going.
1: Yeah, I kept and, that's the, and,
0: and I think we all do. I think you, if you're a real artist, you just shake it off and you're like, this is not gonna define me. That is not what I'm about. They couldn't see who I am, but I know who I am. And you, got to, you do have to believe. How much do you think self-belief is, is, is important to the journey?
1: Um, I think I would go further if I had true self-belief, what I think I've learned, you know, this about me, I did door to door sales. I did, I sold frozen foods door to door, for 21 years and wow. knocking on door after door after door, there was no self-belief. You just, um, it was almost like a soldier, you know, you just went, it was almost like a, a robotic a better example. You just kept going and kept knocking so right. that 10,000, there was no belief. You were numb. So I think a lot of it, and I probably would do better if I had more self-belief. Um, but I think it's just a matter of numb. Like I've been perfect example. You know, uh, the, those UFC fighters, they have the little things on their ears.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you just get these big,
1: yeah, you get these big calluses, you don't even feel it now. You know, well, I, right. <laughs> I mean, I had a horrible day today, a horrible day. And I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna keep moving. You know? So I'm you, keep it,
0: wow, and I think that's that's an amazing revelation. I mean, you're saying more so than you believe is the ability to just not feel it and keep going. Or you feel it and you just keep going.
1: Yeah. That's the truth of it. Because what else am I going to do? Go to Wichita and sell window siding.
0: No, That's you're, you're exactly right. It's, <laughs> it's so, it's so easy to get discouraged, especially in a town in LA, like LA where you're seeing certain people pop for whatever reason all around you. And, and it's really easy to be like, well, why not me? And so many people get discouraged and leave. And it's harder to say, okay, well, that's them. This is me. And I'm going to keep going. And that is, and I often say that I, uh, to myself, I will say, Greg, just go forward. That's it. And that I really it, is- I don't
1: say why not me.
0: I know why not
1: me. I know what my downfalls were and still are that keep me from being successful. It's really simple. It's all, it's all my inner self. Yeah. It is you think that's stuff. all it is, that it's
0: you that's kind of been holding you back? Oh, 100%.
1: My anger issues, my short-term anger issues, getting involved. I, I, I've um, said to you a million times, you know, there was people that I didn't get along with, that I didn't um, like. Why would, why would I even interact with them? 99% right. of the time, you know, I, I'm learning now. It's just like, perfect example. You probably teach us in your classes. If you're in front of an audience of 100 and two people aren't laughing as a young comedian, I would talk to them.
0: Right, we now, focus on those two instead now, of ignoring those two and rocking everybody else. Because any any test
1: in the world, any country, any language, any math, English, if you have a 98 out of 100, you're, you've got an A. Right. So why is it different? So what I should have done is not get involved with that nonsense. You think Tiffany Haddish, you think Kevin Hart care what's going on in this lower level? Yeah. They're up and out. Yeah. You know, so that, that's something that held me back. I should have just shut my mouth, done my job.
0: Yeah. But again, I don't think any career in the arts is without these bumps in the road, both self-created and and created from the outside. I mean, because the arts isn't it isn't a job. It isn't like I'm just great at accounting, you know, like it it isn't there isn't a a natural progression of, you know, you go to a junior associate, associate, vice president, you know, senior vice president, uh, executive. There's no ladder like that for us. Two things.
1: Two things real quick. I love this. One of my, a guy that I know said this, he goes, there's no yellow brick road in Hollywood. If there was, everybody would go on it. Yeah. There's, there's no, like you said, and also, and this goes along with what you just said, there's no 401k, there's no pension, nope. there's no retirement. So everybody is free falling and grabbing other people's energies. There's no, there's not, you know, so we're all like picture just falling out of a plane. Going, what the hell am I going to grab a parachute
0: so I can get up? Yeah, we're all, we're, all, we're all falling out of an airplane trying to fly, and yeah. you see some people take flight, and you're like, "Okay, I got to do that. I got to like, and not only that is when you take flight,
1: people try to grab
0: onto you. Yeah, you oh, absolutely, especially once you begin to take flight." then they're like, oh, shit, I should have hung out with that guy. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people I, I look at say, these... though, it is a lot of times it is being close to someone who does take off, and then they give you a leg up. So much of this business is about someone giving you a leg up onto that next level. And comics, I believe, in particular, are very not willing to do that for each other very often. I think if you can help them, yeah. you know?
1: I mean, you know, Bill Maher has been helping me because I'm a political comedian
0: for uh, as clearly. long as- Yes, <laughs> yes, You're what a, yes, your astute political analysis is, is the hallmark of your career for sure. <laughs> and
1: I bring that up because it's funny when I do my live and I do my videos, people go, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? I go, I scream at people from a car. Don't ask me. I'm staying in my Don't ask me about the Ukraine. Yeah, don't ask. me. I I don't know. Now, do I have thoughts and opinion? But I'm not educated on that. I don't know anything. And what I do know would be so limited. And I think a lot of people try to spread themselves so thin. I know what I am. I am silly, funny, goofy guy. Um, And that's what I do. That's what I'm great at. That's what I do. I'm not going to be this, you know, uh, an intelligent comedian that that really discussed world policy because I'm not well-read like that, you know? No, and
0: I say this in the workshops. I'm like, don't worry about what other people are doing. Do what you do, What however you love to do it, do it that way. Because that's the only way you can stick with it is if you're doing it the way that you enjoy doing it. If you're trying to do it the way you think somebody else would want you to do it, that's when you're grinding gears and you're probably going to drop out of it sooner than later because it isn't the way you really want to be doing it. You're only doing it to please somebody else. And so you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. I think that's once I started doing the car videos,
1: I I enjoyed it. Um, And I knew not most, most people can't do it. There's a couple people who try to do it, meaning they'll they'll drive by and they go, Oh, uh, you look pretty today or whatever, which is their own thing, but nobody's doing it with comedy. And nobody's yeah. doing open middle setup punchline drive away fifteen seconds or shorter. Like my yeah. paradigm is very
0: specific, and the way that you do it is what you're saying is true. In that the engagement that was what really I think blew me away, and I think that's what engaged most people about it is your willingness to fully engage this person in the moment. No prep. You are putting yourself at the end of the diving board, diving into it and hoping there's water. And- You know where that comes from? 21 years of door-to-door sales.
1: Knocking right? on tall, short, big, small, rich, not rich, Not famous, knowing not what's famous. gonna
0: open that door.
1: No idea. And, and, and also having to turn them from opening the door to giving you thousands of dollars within seven to 10 minutes. Wow. I mean, literally. I mean, yeah. I sold me, you know, Russell Peters, one of the biggest comedians in the world. I pushed a freezer off the back of the truck. He bought $5,784 of meat. I was inside of his house DJing, not knowing who he was. This is when he just first came to the United States. And I'm like, oh, you're a huge comedian. Wow. I sold meat to Keanu Reeves, the running back Jim Brown. <laughs> and then I've had guns pulled on me in the same day. Wow.
0: Yeah. But I could see where that would directly transit because in that environment, because I've done back when I was a kid, I did door to door sales for newspapers. I would sell subscriptions, you know. to Yeah. And so I'd go to, hey, do you want to dig the, the Dallas Morning News? So I, I and so I went through that process, too. And the thing is, in that environment, much like it is today, you know, there is, they, it starts from a very defensive position initially. The energy from the other person is, what do you want? And you can, and I think that you can sense that in your videos, that there's an initial, you know, uh, lack of, I, I don't, who, what are you after here? And then you break them. And the change of that energy, I think, is the magic to the videos that you create. Yeah. Because I, I think agree. people associate with that tension of, oh, this isn't gonna go good. You know, especially some of the characters you talk to. Some of the characters you talk to cops. Yeah. That's the one they I mean, you talk to to guys who look like they're slang and rock, you talk to fucking to, to, to girls who look like debutantes. you talk to the police. And sometimes when I see this start, I'm like, this crazy motherfucker, he will talk to
1: anybody. You know why? You know, what I found out, I don't care what your background, what your ethnicity, what your orientation is, 99 to 112% of the people are the kindest human beings in the world. If you're nice to them, they're nice back. Doesn't matter what you are. I
0: I think that that's true, too. I think in the first line, if you can establish you're not a threat to them, the defenses come down because I'm a talker. I'm a talker, I like to talk to people, especially if something's going on in the room and I'm not, I'm there by myself, you know, we're comedians, we travel alone quite a bit. So I find myself at places by myself and I, if something, I'm going to want to talk about it to whoever's around me, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be like, you know, what is going on over here? And I'll just turn to people. And it, it much like initially there's a defensive like and then they realize, oh, you're not attacking me. You're just talking to me. And then the defense yeah. come down and it turns out they are a totally normal person, just like you're a relatively normal person. But I think your videos have that tension to them with the release, which, of course, we know is a foundation element of comedy. Um, that I think you just naturally tap into because people just don't talk to strangers these days.
1: Yeah. And the nice thing is I'm now taking it out of the car and doing it.
0: You're, oh, is that right? You're doing it like yeah. the person on foot.
1: Yeah, I did it. I did it. In a, How many in of these I,
0: have you shot? Um,
1: I think I have about five or six. I did. I actually, it was really fun. I was at the hospital, just Cedar cyanide, just getting uh, like a regular checkup and they come in and take the blood pressure and um, I had my whole hidden cameras hidden and everything, and um, she and I start screaming because of blood pressure. Yeah, ah! screaming, and she's dying laughing, and I just kept screaming. Bang! Funny laugh. Ty told her what I do afterwards. I went back. I had a follow up appointment like three weeks later. It's the same nurse. I don't acknowledge her. I don't even acknowledge that I've talked to her. I don't acknowledge that I talked to her and her daughter on Instagram to say, hey, I'll give you free comedy tickets. I don't say a word, you know? I go and yeah. say nothing. She does the same thing and I do the same bit. Ah! And she starts dying. She's dying. And I'm screaming so loud that her colleagues come in the door trying to make sure everybody's okay. And we're all laughing.
0: That's awesome. No, but dumb. this is more now. That's more of a prank, though. So it's kind of shifting your, your, nope. your, you don't Frank, think that's a shift in style. Prank is, um, my, this mic,
1: it's, it's very 2007. Can't see you. Sorry. To me, a prank is very, two th- I'm just giving it, just generic, 2007, where the person is the butt of the joke. It's ha on you. Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. This, what I try to do, when I, I would never post anything other, it's something that uplifts them and makes them look good. Where if it bounced around the world and their mom, sister's cousin's brother's uncle sent it to him, they would laugh. Yeah. So a prank to me is something where I'm getting you, you know, like punked. It's it's a, just a different style. It's like roasting. I try to do just a little bit the opposite of that. Yeah. So as long as they're laughing and and they look good, then I'll post it. If not, I won't post anything.
0: So do you think it's going to be a thing like you're going to accumulate a series of these in person videos and then start releasing those as on the on your TikTok channel? No, I've already series? done it. a
1: Millions of views. I already have. Oh, okay, them. so
0: you've already started posting. So you just mix them in with the car videos. Oh, Some of yeah. them are just no, in person. No, no. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I didn't know I there was a it.
0: direct strategy or release strategy or anything like that. Nope. You're just cranking and burning a journey.
1: Yeah. I want to do that. And the next step now is to get sponsors, tied: Colgate, Crest, American Airlines, so-and-so resort in Hawaii. And then I pull up next, let's say I pull up next to you and your uh, your wife or fiance. I do my joke. I pull over, what's going on? Oh, well, we were supposed to go on our, our, our trip. So and so lost his job. And I'm like, well, here's $5,000. Here's a free trip to Hawaii. Here's a washer and dryer. You have a way to get it home? No, well, here's a brand new Ford truck. Have a good day. Yeah. That's the idea is to start giving away products. That's the next where I'm going
0: with it. That's awesome. Now, so how many hours a day are you dedicating just to your, to to TikTok and ost- ostensibly, obviously, so via app to screen the other? Times, platforms? My average screen time on my phone for the last
1: week is 15 hours and seven seconds a day and i sleep 7 hours a night.
0: Yeah. So you were now now were you that way from the like you just described yeah. it from the jump you yeah. were like i'm all in on this and yeah. and so and so you are now full time making your living as a social media artist? I'm
1: full time making a living of that and just mental i have mental health buddies who who also do the social media and i need to check out for a few days. I need i need a mental break. So that's part of it too is um, is allowing myself to not get that dopamine hit of getting millions of views and, and just take a break. Like I didn't film yesterday. I reposted videos today, but you know, I, I'm not in it right now. I'm not,
0: Yeah. I don't feel it, you know? So how long of a break do you usually, when you take a break? Oh, so it's, never taken it's about when you get, oh, this is the first break you're ta- you've taken. For maybe a day,
1: a couple here, a maybe, I don't remember, but my mind was still in it. Like I need a mental break. Yeah. like I need to cuz it I does seem like
0: you are non-stop creating these videos. Yeah. Well, it's mean, my I, life. Yeah. No, absolutely. You so know? you would say these the TikTok has in fact changed your life. I would say
1: the the idea of TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube together are are in the process of and I've already changed my life 100%. To answer your question long form. Sorry, I know you asked a while ago, but yes. I would definitely say it also allows me and you know this It allows me um, a creative outlet at any point. Greg, you can say, hey, meet me in the valley for a sandwich. I'm like, all right, I'll film on the way. Hey, go to the doctor. I'll film on the way. Go to the gym. I'll film. I can film two in the afternoon, two in the morning. I shoot and edit it myself. So it allows me not to have to wait for the powers that be to pick me, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Now,
0: do you think now this takes discipline? You know, people say. You know, do what you love. And you do what you love you never work a day in your life. And I think that's bullshit because I love to do stand-up and it's a lot of work. Uh, I think work is work and, and, you know, it'll never be all playtime. We work very hard so we can have really great playtime. Um, but do you think that it, it is about the amount of work that you put into it, the the, the commitment you made to this voluminous work that made it work? Because it, like, it seems like what you did isn't luck. It seems like like you really focused on it and and created at such a high level that you were able to generate traction. Do you feel if you would have done one a day, three a week, something like that, you know, gave it two, three hours a day, that you would have seen the same success? This is such a great thing and you'll understand this
1: more than most too, is there's a lot of unsaid things that you probably teach in your classes. Um, There's a lot of unsaid nuances um, that I've learned by immersing myself, by, by rage emailing Facebook and Instagram and TikTok going, why are you doing the algorithm? Like By going, by studying online at two in the morning, um, the algorithm, how it works, all of those things enable me to produce better. What yeah. does that mean? Well, I look at the backend analytics. I study the analytics. It's crazy. My, my video is 15 seconds long. Maybe some are 16, 99.9 or 15 seconds long. The punchline is at average at 13.1 seconds. The average watch time is 12.1 seconds. They're leaving before the punchline. (laughs) So knowing those analytics, I would not have known those unless I put in all of that extra work until two in the morning, studying every nuance, looking at the back end analytics, studying 150 videos and, and figuring out the numbers to go, oh, the next video that I post, in order to get those views, I need to try to hit those algorithms.
0: Wow. Yeah. And that and this is the thing. I think that we all see it as you get lucky. But this is not a you get lucky. This is you got to put in the work. I took seven hours studying straight,
1: studying how Facebook would monetize. Seven hours. I went on. I communicate with them. I now have an open line chat where I talk to Facebook pretty much whenever I want through a chat feature which I could give you it's not hard but I found it buried somewhere online but I it took me 7 hours to get that now anytime I have a question I go boop, 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 within 3 to 5 minutes I'm on talking with Facebook Facebook pays about 25 times the amount that TikTok pays
0: so now oh, I'm making
1: a living off of Facebook not off TikTok TikTok doesn't oh, pay Oh wow.
0: Effect. Yeah. Wow. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Inside the Comedy Institute. Of course, if you're interested in learning or improving your craft of stand-up, please check out our website, thecomedyinstitute.com. That's thecomedyinstitute.com. We have a number of unique workshops, including crowd work, handling hecklers, storytelling, hosting, and of course our foundation workshop, Advanced Joke Writing. Thank you, and now for the rest of this intriguing interview. So These despite companies the fact that TikTok was a thing that numerically blew you up, you're getting more money from the views you're getting over on Facebook. Now, were oh, you I- even initially post, and do you just post them to your, your fan page, to what is it, Facebook Watch? I don't even know. I think most people have abandoned Facebook. So I find this incredibly interesting that in doubling back to the original, now you're, you're making more money over there than you were over in the thing that everyone thinks is the main track. So essentially,
1: and by the way, everything that I'm telling you has been an accumulation of my experience and some of my peers who I have mental health buddies in the creator community. In my experience, um, all of these platforms, is like the Wizard of Oz. They never answer questions. There's no information online. It's totally. just fear based information. So everything I'm giving you is just mine. I post the same video across all four, four platforms. So you can essentially monetize TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, sponsorship, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can get live money on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. So you can get paid 12 times for one video, essentially if yeah. you're monetized, but you have to apply to get monetized. How do you know how to do that? Spending seven hours. So I put together a one sheet that I've been, I've texted to 50 comedians of how to get monetized on all these platforms. Wow. Yeah, I took the time.
0: And I'm gonna ask this and maybe I'll cut it out, um, but would you mind if making that available to, to my students?
1: No, not at all. 100% I'll do it, yeah.
0: Oh, that yeah. would be amazing. No, just that constantly. would be amazing. That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and because and, and again, this is this a is toggle
1: a- of a switch. It's do you want to monetize? Yes.
0: Twenty four hours later, boom. That's it. That's now, it. And the content, though, I mean, for Facebook, probably has to be pretty. I mean, you create clean content, so it's nope. not even an issue. Opposite TikTok really will ban you for everything.
1: TikTok is the worst the worst as far as banning. I have a friend who's a celebrity. He's smoking weed on TikTok. He has a joint. He's smoking a joint. I pull up next to somebody and go, excuse me, sir. I'm gonna ask you a question. I don't want you to smile. I don't want you to smile on a scale of one to 10. How high are you right now? That video got banned and my account got banned for a week by asking a question. Didn't even show it. He didn't even show it. TikTok is the worst. And did you even know why you'd been banned? That the video got banned and then I got banned. It was from that video.
0: Wow. Now Facebook,
1: you can post anything you want. Facebook does (laughs) not care. They don't care. Yeah. And the note that I got from TikTok was, while some substances or subject matter may be legal in your jurisdiction, in some of our jurisdictions, it's not. So TikTok is worldwide. Maybe CBD or weed is. And by the way, I didn't show it. I just referenced it. So now I
0: asked a question about it.
1: Yeah. Now all of my videos on TikTok, I've taken down everything that is racy. It's all straight down the middle country club, all ages appropriate. Yeah. It's not as funny to me, but it is, it's there. They're the game. They're the referees. They're the rules. They're the judge and the jury and executioner.
0: Wow. Yeah. So the other content though, you can actually put that on Facebook and Facebook and of the platforms, you're saying Facebook pays the best. Uh,
1: give you an idea. Uh, my experience: uh, TikTok pays twenty-five dollars per million views. Uh, Facebook pays in between a thousand to fifteen hundred per million views. Good
0: God, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's and, a, that's a substantial. Um, YouTube, pays,
1: t- YouTube pays ten thousand dollars per million views. My, what I've heard. I'm just starting YouTube.
0: Right, you're just starting to to, to develop that uh, that revenue stream as well. And by the um, way,
1: all of them are copy, copying TikTok. They all have a Reels feature now.
0: Yes, short yes. form. All and apparently Instagram right now is pushing their Reels feature really hard. So now's a great time to be posting Reels on uh, Instagram because they're trying... Again, yeah, everyone's trying to bring that audience back that had migrated over in force to TikTok. And, and it's a,
1: this is a great example of stand-up comedy. Uh, my buddy Vinny Fastline actually said it. Uh, somebody asked him what his famous, uh, favorite comedy club is. He goes... The one that puts me up the most.
0: Yeah, that's no, totally. my favorite absolutely. club. Absolutely. So
1: the one that pays the most—that's my favorite platform. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? you what it yeah
0: absolutely. It's like, you what's, what's your home club? The one that books me the most. That's like it. you know, a, a lot of people like to pick their own comedy, their own home club, but uh, a lot of times your home club picks you. It's the one that books you the most. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's my that's my home club. So I get that completely. Well, man, this has been uh, more than a little bit enlightening. No, 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 dude. This has been incredible. I mean, it really is because this is, especially for older comics like myself, who are used to working in this very analog format to really begin to get some insight into what has become a very important part of what we do. Like I said, being a comedian feels like being a painter in a graphic design world, you know? And it's like, you got to learn how to translate it the graphic design so everybody could see it. Uh, and so I think, what, I, I think what you've done is is been... And listen, I've been impressed with the journey the entire way. Watching you start it, watching you blow it up, watching you have fun doing it. You know I've been cheerleading it. You know I watch the videos. I have a fun time doing it. So thank you very much for sharing this incredible insight. I know I have learned... Uh, I, I know I'm inspired by it. And of course, obviously, that additional information that I can share with the other comics, I mean, it's just... It, it's, it's invaluable, it really, really is. And for you to share it is really an amazing thing. So thank you very much, Josh, I super appreciate and, it. And, and no problem, and I will tell you,
1: it's changing every day and they also don't know because they're just like uh, they dictate us, we dictate them. So if a million people are telling these platforms to do something, they're gonna do it. So you have to stay on top, you've gotta research. I mean, if you wanna do this, it's gotta be a 15, 16 hour a day job. That's my opinion, for me. Wow,
0: you gotta do the yeah. work? Just like yeah. anything else, you got to do the work. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, man. Any other when it comes to interacting on in in this realm, are there is there any other advice? I mean, obviously you've given so much here today. Yes, you know in terms. of yes. but what else would you tell comics? Block and delete. I used to get into it with people.
1: I mean, I, one of my bits on stage, and it's true: is if somebody trolls me online, what I do is I go onto Instagram and I find them, and then I'll Facetime them 150 times when I'm ever in a bad mood until they pick up. And then I just rage at them because, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Remember me? And they go, no, 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 I was kidding. I go, no, 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 now it's too late. We're packed. And it was fun. I'd have my friends around, we were laughing. Um, But it took up time because there are people that have have told me to uh, unalive myself. All of my videos are positive. One guy sent me a voice message. You have an annoying voice, take your Audi A4. By the way, I drive a Toyota. Take your Audi A4, drive it off a cliff, and unalive yourself at two in the afternoon on a Wednesday, just sent me a voice message. No reason. So what I've learned, the biggest thing is you don't even let it touch you. You see the negativity, you read the comment, you delete, um, delete it and block them, block them. And then delete first. So it doesn't, and then block them immediately. You keep it moving. I mean, you just delete, you do not allow any negativity at all whatsoever, because you could post the most wonderful, cute content. And people, for whatever reason, I don't even—I don't even need to figure it out. I just delete, and I've learned that.
0: No haters are going to hate, them. and not only are haters going to hate, but they're encouraged, they're inspired, they want some deflected. And I always say this: like, I never respond to negative comments that people make because what I know that what they want is to know that I read it and was affected by it. Mm-hmm. So, regardless any response I give them, that's the win for them. That they managed to reach someone who's being creative and putting themselves out there and fucked at them and took some of the shine off them. Ha <laughs> ha! Fuck you! I got him! I fucking got him! And I have found that silence is the best, uh, the best response. Just no. It's very hard,
1: though. It is. It is. Hard, it is. It's hard it is because you'll very think about hard.
0: it and you'll want to fucking get them and fucking yeah. be, oh you think that oh you and, but really responding to them is is, is all they want. To know, ah uh, ha, ha, I got him. I see, look what he said to me. Oh, someone's a pussy. So I always just don't even respond. I think that silence is usually the best response. Like you said, yeah, just delete it, block them, move on with your life. Because it isn't worth the energy. It really is. And, and it's only gonna learn to an a stage with someone you don't even know. It's a fucking troll. That, Fuck this person. And also not to not not to
1: discount, there are people out there that have mental deficiencies or something's going on with them that we think that they're coming from a place of knowing, maybe they're not, maybe they're, maybe they're, they have something that um, they're not as smart and they're just, they're not, they're not, their, their intention is not negative, you know? So we're, 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 we're assuming their intention and maybe they're just a person who doesn't understand, you know, so you can't. So, you know, that's one of the things too is um, having compassion that's what I'm trying. I have failed dozens of times where i've, I've contacted people dozens <laughs> gone back and forth you know I, in the beginning yeah. i would be like why would you do that like i really lost my mind yeah um, but i'm learning to have compassion and, and i still mess up and just say oh maybe that person's hurting maybe they went through a divorce
0: maybe they have a sickness just you know yeah yeah, no, I have found that 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 I just, you know what? I know you want to get a rise out of me. So rather than allow that, I'm just going to ignore you. And you're never going to know whether I ever even looked at that. And that's just, yeah. you know, I've always felt that was the 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 only way to really kind of leave them hanging, Because otherwise, then they, again, all they want to know is that they got to you. To them, that's all they want. It's weird. It's sickening that people, that that's their only way of getting some kind of a, uh, uh, of uh spotlight for the day, but you
1: know. Can I tell you one thing real quick? And I haven't yeah. put it on stage, maybe you can help me, but I was at, um, I was in Idaho and I was at a Jimmy John's. If you don't know what it is, it's like a Subway. The sub is maybe $5, $6, maybe the top subway is $7. Right. And I was doing a live and I was just eating a, a meatball sub, nothing expensive, I'm in a, a fast food restaurant. I ate, I was talking, had a wonderful talk, nice people. And then I got a message after and some guy goes, you know, you shouldn't eat on your lives because some people don't have food. <laughs> After, like, please, having a wonderful time please. communicating with people all over the world. I mean, that's the insanity that you
0: get. And it wasn't, it's I wasn't... That's what I'm saying. People, it's like people just look for anything to be outraged at. Just anything they can have, take umbrage with. Oh, well, you know what? You shouldn't be eating. Some people don't have... like. Uh, you know oh, you shouldn't kind of breathe. You restaurant. shouldn't. You shouldn't be breathing because you know there are a lot of people that don't breathe anymore. So my aunt, she doesn't breathe. She hasn't breathed in ten years. Yes, <laughs> like, Here's the bit. Thank you very much. I knew I could come to you. I'm gonna go, guys. i stopped breathing. You know, some people are alive.
1: I'm not breathing. I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. God, and this is, and that's, I think, the dark side to this whole process is is that you put this work out there you want people to enjoy it but inevitably it's going to come with with people being assholes directly to you yeah and and that's that hurts no matter who you are it does it hurts even though and- you have millions of followers and this is just some fucking flea that just showed up it's you're just still human and this is still your work and you're trying to do good, sharing, fun work and positive, And then they just got to try and snatch it away from you. And that that I think is the, the hardest part about creating in this this, you know, digital space where people can just be fucking assholes, uh, you know, without feeling any fear of retribution. I want to do a TV
1: show. Remember the show Catfish? Yeah. On MTV, where they go to yeah, the person. Yeah. I want to do that one. My friend actually made up uh, the idea of the show was called Front Street. Putting them on Front Street. Yeah. Somebody trolls, and you just show up with a camera crew to their house and going, kink, so what did you mean by that? And just yeah. right in their face. Why, you know?
0: <laughs> just That's the- actually a really magnificent idea, just to track the trolls down and, and put them on blast. Yeah. I love that idea. Maybe yeah. the show would
1: be called Trolls. Yeah. And just but it wouldn't be worth it because a person you have to find people that really were trolls, like really, really bad. Um, and it's also a negative sphere where I don't want to get into, but that's where I'm like, you know,
0: but, no, but there's, a, listen, you- I think that's a great idea. And I think you can make a great show. Cause a lot of, I mean, it isn't so many of them hide behind fake accounts. They're not real trolls are not easy to find because they're true cowards. They're hiding behind fake accounts that you can't find them ever. You know, and so they could sit there and make their shitty
1: little remarks. I can tell you, at least my experience, 99% of them who make negative comments have two or four followers. They don't have the big creators. They're not, they're not doing that. They're out there. No, creating, absolutely not. Working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. It's people that just, I mean, a lot of them, I, I don't know who they are, but they certainly just don't have anything else to do. So they're going to try and steal a little of your thunder. And that might make them feel better for a, a half a minute you know, but I think a lot of it, I, I think if you were to find them, I think you would find a lot of them are are not who they purport themselves to be.
1: Let's put it that way. Do you think a lot of them, if you showed up in their house, would end up looking more like, pause for comedic effect, you or me?
0: <laughs> I think they by far would look like me. I think, yeah, guys that look like you are out fucking enjoying their lives. Guys who look like me are like, well, oh, fucking no one wants to swipe on me on Tinder. Fucking take this guy down, million likes, motherfucker. You know? Uh, but uh, thank you for making that distinction so personal. Uh, <laughs> but I agree. I think that's what you would see. You'd find, and a lot of them, and a lot of them I don't think are actually even mean people in real no. life. I think they just love this secret little, like, <laughs> thing you know kind of gets the rocks off a little bit but i think at the end of the day they're probably not even people that would do ever do that in person no and I, I understand where it comes from because you probably see
1: online we have a group of guys and all we do online is we roast each other you That's know true. yeah i started to go know Fund each league.
0: other i i mean
1: yeah um yeah so you know yeah like like you
0: and gary cannon <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was saying, I started a GoFundMe for one of my friends who's a comedian. He works. I started a GoFundMe for him to quit comedy. Um, <laughs> and our goal was $6 and we raised 12 And I thought that was hilarious. It was a full, like, paragraphs of how much he needs to quit. He's never written a joke. Nobody oh likes it. Oh, my God. Like, this is awesome. And then I text him laughing. Look at Facebook. And he texts me back, what an asshole. And then we laugh hysterically.
0: Yeah. And that is the difference. When you know each other, that, that yeah. is the difference. There's context. You know, and that's the thing with the whole the whole digital universe is a world without context. You just pull anything you want and then that's just what it is. You don't know this person. He just sees this one little video and decides something. And you don't know him either or her. By the way, did you see what I did
1: to Jay Washington? No. Uh, so Jay is just a comic. And as you know, it's so hard to get stage time. And if you have if you run a show, you get hit up by hundreds of people right so i took his headshot and i put it on facebook and i wrote on the top graphics comedy club owner and then i t- made a fake location called jay washington comedy club on sunset and then in the caption i wrote looking for new comics 500 hundred dollar pay unlimited stage time free tape and a referral to an agent please send me your headshot bio resume links to your stand-up and your social media send them twice to make sure i get them and he got <laughs> He had hundreds of people hitting him up (laughs) and he texted (laughs) me and I am on this couch banging the couch laughing because he was so mad at me.
0: You are the most dangerous person to know in the universe. Oh my God. It's so funny. It's not all driving videos, people. It's not all drive-by videos. Well, uh, Josh, thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your insight. Uh, into into this world that I know everybody's kind of struggling to figure out. And you did an awesome job putting in the time and effort to really solve the mystery. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much for, for sharing it with us.
1: Do you mind if I stay on for another hour and just run my entire set by you?
0: Please. <laughs> All right. Let me end the recording and then we'll just, uh, you and I will chat for a minute. Thank you so much, brother. Yep.